This is the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames. Brought to you by Special Needs Family Hour, Inc. For the next hour, we'll be discussing the particular challenges and real-life solutions for families with special needs. If you found us, please know that you are not alone. To find out more, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here is your host, Julie Ames, on AM860, The Answer. Thanks for listening today to the Special Needs Family Hour. I'm Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. Our show is dedicated to helping those parents and caregivers for caring for special people. The theme of this show is the essay by Emily Pearl Kingsley, Welcome to Holland. Kingsley describes the experience of raising a child with a disability. It's like planning a, a fabulous vacation trip to Italy, only to realize that your plane has landed in Holland. Holland isn't a bad place, it's just a different place. So you must go out, buy a new guidebook, learn a whole new language, and meet a whole new group of people you would never have met. Holland is a code word for living life with those with disabilities. My hope and prayer is that the challenges we all face in Holland will make us better people. It has been an interesting time for us in Holland. Our oldest two daughters, Marie and Christina, are on the autism spectrum and have intellectual disabilities. Our youngest daughter, Anna, is a typical teenager who is in college. My husband and I recently visited Brookwood, a community for adults with special needs, located near Houston, Texas. We were so impressed with the community and their philosophy. It is a God-centered educational, residential, and entrepreneurial community for adults with disabilities. Our visit to Berkwood was motivated by our concerns for Maria and Christina's future. We find ourselves wondering all the time, what's going to happen when we're gone? Who will take care of our girls? And what kind of life will they have? And there are many places available for them to live, such as group homes and supported living but there are very few places that will provide a nurturing environment where they will continue to grow in all areas of their life to include educationally, vocationally, and spiritually. They both have always enjoyed experiencing a sense of accomplishment and taking pride in their achievements. Since Maria graduated from transition school, we have found it very difficult for her to experience the same sense of accomplishment that she had while she was going to school and working a job with her transition program. And we have found that there are not many places adults with functional disabilities may work. Brookwood's purpose is to provide the opportunity through education so that Brookwood citizens will acquire meaningful job skills and hold real jobs in the community's own business enterprises experience the pride that accompanies the ability to contribute to one's own support, and grow socially, emotionally, and spiritually. Brookwood is a whole package. They have built a sustainable model that has the support of local community. We have an awesome show today. Our guest is Vivian Schutte, the Chief Executive Officer of the Brookwood Community. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Please stay with us. We will be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. 
Our guest is Vivian Schutte, the Chief Executive Officer of the Brookwood Community in Brookshire, Texas. Hi, Vivian. Please tell our listeners about your background and how you became the Chief Executive Officer at Brookwood. Well, I'm actually the Chief Citizen Follower, but others call me the CEO. Um, Well, Brookwood was started... um, uh, for my sister, uh, who was born perfectly normal, even though I hate that word because it's really right. only a setting on a dryer. Yes. And so, uh, but she got mumps, encephalitis, meningitis, and she was one back 60 some odd years ago. Um, doctors, neurologists had one answer, and that was to secret them away. Right. And they told my mother to do that, and she believed that he got sick in an instant and could get well in an instant, and therefore set out on a journey to cure my sister. And through incredible techniques that uh, mainstream education thought were crazy, the mere fact that she believed you could teach someone whose IQ you could not measure was ridiculous, but others that had not secreted their loved ones away began to hear, and so um, my mother set upon this journey and uh, founded, eventually, as Vicki got you know older and found right. out that there's really nothing after high school to found the Brookwood community. In the meantime, um, I had an incredible love for special ed and majored in special ed and um, became pregnant with my firstborn child. And two months into my pregnancy, my ob came in and just said, oh, my gosh, I have just become the guardian of my uncle with Down syndrome, and oh their family had moved to Cameron and so that he would not be made fun of. And I said, oh, my gosh, Dr. Law, this is amazing. And, of course, I'm carrying my Harvard-bound, if he didn't go to Harvard, <laughs> maybe UT-bound child right. in the womb. And what a wonderful experience to have my firstborn grow up in a similar situation than, that I did, being a sibling of a you know, sister with special needs. And so we socially adopted James, and James became a a, a huge part of our life. And um, as Ben Wilson, um, many of the listeners can identify the old developmental chart, and my son's not rolling over it three months. He's not rolling over it four months or five months. Keep in mind, there is no genetic link Right. do anything in the family. I really was not expecting for my firstborn <laughs> to have special needs. Right. But uh, so I have a son, Wilson, that uh, is now uh, 35 and he has uh, special needs. And so uh, majored in special ed. So I'm a mom and I'm a sibling and I'm a teacher, and I did not, um, I had seen the struggles that my mother went through, first in believing and casting a vision that there could be a place, she used to call it the country place, where, you know, our people could 
be who they are and not have to conform to a society that is really yet to be educated on their gifts. And so we we kind of think of our citizens as what we call our adults with disabilities. Um, they're, they're square pegs. And that world out there is a round hole. And there are some people with disabilities that do fit beautifully into the round hole. But the people that we serve don't. And Mother just said, you know, we're going to create a square hole where our square pegs fit beautifully. And we do at Brookwood have 55,000 visitors a year uh, that are round pegs, and we educate them. But um, I had taught school, and then um, my kids were getting older, and I wanted to do something at Brookwood. But uh, my goal was not to uh, run. I was clean right. toilets. It didn't matter. But right. um, our so Brookwood, um, we were really looking uh, to begin grooming someone for mother's position, and so uh, hired a headhunter. And um, I did not really want to apply, but had incredible encouragement to. But no one put their names on the top of the resumes. And um, the headhunter looked through them, interviewed. I didn't even really mention my relationship to it. And anyway, I was chosen. It's (laughs) it's one of those where you really need a... um, a psychologist to intervene if someone has a desire to serve in this capacity where lives and a passion for a life of purpose is at stake every day and right. the battles that you fight to have help and, and, and the battles are beautifully taken on in a, in a, compassionate way with people who don't quite understand our population. But anyway, I enjoy it and was called. (laughs) Okay. It's just funny because so you didn't picture yourself being CEO one day. (laughs) No, 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 I wasn't that crazy. Right. (laughs) I am now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's just funny because I would think to myself, okay, special needs will always be a part of my life, but it's not going to define my life. At this point, it's defining my life. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's so funny because it's one of those things that it's obvious. I don't know. It's kind of like God knocking. <laughs> yes. Yes. Particularly when you, when you have two, you know. Yes. <laughs> you can kind of ignore the fact that you, in my case, have a sister. Right. And um, you know, at one point, it's like, you know, you kind of feel like God might be going, do you need three? Because you're just a car accident away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the truth. And I I have to tell you, I do not understand it, but I have such an urgency for my girls to find a place for them. And none of my friends do. And I don't know if it's because I have two children and I know, and, and this was really driven home when I went to the conference. We, My husband and I were there May 1st for your oh, conference, and that's when yeah. we got to meet you. And it was really driven home when I asked you the question. I said, well, do siblings get to live together? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, 
And you describe, you said, well, we have siblings here. We even have twins, but they don't want to live together because they have different personalities. And I thought about that. And that was so true. And it's it's just very similar to, um, you know, thinking about if, if they were going to college, more than likely the siblings wouldn't be roommates. No. And they might probably, you know, they might be on you know, at, at Brookwood, different ends of the campus, you know? Right. So, and, and we're going through that challenge now with Maria. She is out of the transition program, and we're trying to make a square peg fit into a round hole for her job. And, yep. you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's going okay. They don't complain about her work because she does a great job. It's just she wants more attention. Well, of course, and don't we all? And yes. it's we we have the opportunity as neurotypical people to get our needs met in a way that society understands. That's so and true. And really, the the way Brookwood looks at it, um, our mission statement is through the grace of God, the Brookwood community provides um, an educational environment. That creates meaningful jobs, builds a sense of belonging, and awakens meaning and purpose in the lives of adults with disabilities. So when you hear that, you're probably thinking that Brookwood Community provides an educational environment for the citizens that we serve, right? You know, the have and the have-nots, the (laughs) teacher and the student. Right. And so... In reality, of course, that happens at Brookwood, but if you flip it, and the Brookwood community, through the grace of God, provides an educational environment for those round pegs that come visit. Yes. It's the people that are working with Maria that need educating, because I don't know if you've noticed yet, Julie, but if you could... If Maria could pick up on social clues yes. and adapt them in her own life, she's 23. Right. It probably would have happened by now. <laughs> and yes. so what's the best way to really help Maria? Right. Teach the neurotypical people that are in her life. Right. And we're on a journey for both. <laughs> well, I loved what you said at the meeting. The first thing you said to all of us is you said, we have three languages here. <laughs> yes. And would you like to tell our audience what the three languages are? The three languages. Well, one of my favorite things to do is when families come on a um, the first Wednesday of every month, we have a family tour, which is if you're considering Brookwood for your loved one, you come. And some people bring their child and some don't. My favorite thing to do, though, is when someone brings their child and maybe they have autism. And, of course, the mother would have a, you have to have. If you have someone with autism, your purse is big. Okay? It's really your bag of what am I going to do for you to be, quote, appropriate. So the mother comes in with the big bag. Keep in mind you're at Brookwood. Okay, we're we're home. And... um, They come in, and their child is speaking autism. Now, the world thinks they might call it screaming, yelling, piercing, 
ever. Right. And the mother is grabbing stuff out of her, you know, bag, you know, little squeezy toys and this and that, and certainly the iPad and all this kind of stuff. And she's just, right. I love walking over to that mother and saying for the first time, Mom, she's at Brookwood now. She's on our property. We speak three languages, English, iPad, and autism. Wow, that's awesome. Well, hey, let's take a break there, and we'll come back, and we'll continue this conversation. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860 The Answer. I am here with Vivian Schutte, the Chief Executive Officer of Brookwood, a community for those with disabilities. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I am here with Vivian Schutte, the Chief Executive Officer of Brookwood, a community for those with disabilities. We are discussing their God-centered, educational, residential, and entrepreneurial community for adults with disabilities. So, how do you handle behavior problems with adults <laughs> at oh, Brookwood. Oh, thank you for that lead-in. I know you know the answer. But, yes, I do. Um, that's one of my favorite questions when people come uh, to our conferences or when I'm speaking to educators. Um, the, first of all, we take um, probably one of the broadest um spectrums of disabilities of, of anyone um, from, you know, basically if you're not suicidal and require two to one ratio right. or if you're not, you know, you can't be homicidal, but if you're anywhere in there, we take you. And so people will ask exactly what you ask. How do you handle behavior problems? And I love saying we don't have any. Right. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> you take this full spectrum. And I said, oh, wait a minute. Um, we do have quite a few unmet needs. Right. With people who don't, do not communicate the way we do. Yes. And so um, we, I'll give you an example. Um, We had a person that was coming to our day program, Bob, and Bob had been in stone casting and Bob is nonverbal and um, Bob just did his work and, you know, um, started, uh, let's say, speaking autism out of the clear blue, started screaming. Ah, ah. And just, you know, almost getting into self-abusive behaviors. And so our first go-to is always physical. Oh, my gosh. Let's check. Does he have an ear infection? 
Does he have an ingrown toenail? Is something in his clothing bothering him? You know, we, we go to the easy answers first. Right. And none of that panned out. And then we started looking, uh, well, what is it? Because you see, at Brookwood, we believe that if something changes for one of our citizens, we look first and always at us. What did we do? And particularly someone with autism, did we change where his chair was? Did he usually have a green chair and now it's a red chair? Right. What did someone new come in? And I mean, we get pretty granular. We look at, you know, did did the maintenance department change the way the vent was, you know, uh, focused on him? Yes. And we had been struggling for about three weeks at least. And, you know, it, this is the one I love, you know, where you call the parent. Right. Because he was living at home. Uh-huh. And so you call his mom and you say, you know, this is what we're seeing. And now keep in mind, he needed all of his food pureed. And so we went back and looked at the chicken. And did he have the same thing for two days in a row? Did he not like his peas? I mean, right. everything. And then you say, is this happening at home? Oh, right. buckle up. No, it's not. Oh, great. So that means we have done something. So um, now keep in mind in America right now, yes. after about week one or two, huh, they're on value. Right. I mean, we cannot allow this to continue. They are disrupting the class, what they, whatever, but they've got a medication because heaven forbid we would speak our language and try to let the people who really need the education, our teachers, find out what it is. So our director of education, Carol, had really been stumped, and we'd been doing this for about three weeks, and she walks in our stone casting shop just to observe, and she stops and she says, how long has that radio been on that metal filing cabinet? And the teacher said, about three weeks. Wow. And where was it before? On the wooden table, basically absorbing the sound. Yes. Metal filing cabinet, vibrations that we know our people with autism can hear. Right. She took the radio and moved it from the filing cabinet to the wooden desk. And Bob stopped screaming. Wow. And that was probably eight years ago. And I want you just to think, if he were in many, many places, he would still be on medication. True. Because we moved to radio. Yes. It's, it's just amazing what our citizens can teach us. Yes, it is amazing. And it's so, here's the thing that's so impressive. I read your mother's book, Everybody Had, Everybody's Got a Seed to Sow. Yes. And it's amazing because she started her first school. Was that Briarwood? Briarwood, uh-huh. Right. So she started her first school and it was for kids with challenges, not necessarily disabilities. 
Yes, it was. It, the term was not defined at the time, but what they were finding is Vicky, who's my sister, yes. and all her quote friends were responding beautifully to a very experiential motor-based program. And back in the day, you know, you were kicked out of school. There was none of this, you know, law that you had to keep them. And so right. she was getting this group of students that were average to above average intelligence, but just were not learning in the conventional classroom setting. The techniques, again, that were being used for those who were severely neurologically impaired were working. I I just want people, hopefully, to experience what we've experienced. When you think about the pioneering effort, the pioneers that are adults with disabilities, whether you can measure an IQ or not, they are the ones that taught us how to now teach children with what we now call learning disabilities. And we have our population of special needs people to thank for that. And so the techniques that they were using were working beautifully for this other group. And so now Briarwood is mainly a school for children with learning disabilities. Yes, and you have a famous graduate of Briarwood, Woody Harrelson from Cheers fame. There you go. Yes, he kind of stole the thunder there, but sorry. Uh, he, he no, but he he we you know his name was Tracy. And Tracy, it's in the book. It's yes, an I read incredible it. story. He was on the roof, and my mom just believes in every person. If you have a pulse, she believes in you. And so he's on the roof saying, you know, I'm not coming down, and I'm going to jump. And Mother said, well, come on down. If I come down, I'm going to stab you in the leg. Mother said, well, <laughs> then come on down and stab me in the leg. Sure enough, he goes, he gets the stick. And anyway, Mother just looked at him and said, you're a good boy. And there's a boy inside of you that is so good. And um, his background was not great um, with his dad and um, and believed in him. And those techniques worked. And he began to read. And he left. His his mom took he and his uh, brothers to um, another state. And... Years later, this tall blonde comes into Mother's office and says, do you remember me? Mother says, no. He said, Mother, who are you? Well, I'm Tracy. Tracy? No one forgets Tracy. Right. What are you doing? And he says, well, I'm in California. What? My mother was just thrilled that he's, you know, not behind bars Bars. or something, you know, (laughs) right? what are you doing? And he said, well, I'm with, I'm in television. Now keep in mind when you're founding a school and you're founding a community for adults, you don't watch a lot of TV. Okay. So you wouldn't describe my mother's a big TV watcher. And so, well, mother's picturing, you know, he's a stagehand or something. Well, what are you doing? And he said, well, I work, you know, on the set, very humble. And well, what are you doing? And he said, well, I'm the bartender on Cheers. Well, my mother had never seen Cheers, much right. less bartender. She's speaking at a Rotary Club, and she's just telling about this little success story because he came because he wanted to give a scholarship to right. someone just like him. 
And mother says, we don't take them like you anymore. <laughs> but oh she's wondering, how would he do this? But long story short, when she mentioned the bartender on Cheers, then she said, and I think his real name is Woody. It's like Woody Harrelson. Well, you know, the 300 people in the Rotary Club audience were, ooh. So she recognized, whoa. And so anyway, he was out at Brookwood about, um, I guess, two years ago. He, he yes. comes back and he visits Briarwood and Brookwood, and you would think that people would be taking pictures of Woody Harrelson, our citizens. Right. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, you know, our citizens are just as famous as he is. He's taking pictures of our citizens. Come here. Let's have a selfie. Wow. But well, anyway. He, yeah, let's take a break there, and when we come back, let's talk about your business and social enterprises that you have at Brookwood. Great. Okay. Look forward to it. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I am here with Vivian Schutte, the Chief Executive Officer of Brookwood, a community for those with disabilities, located in Houston, Texas. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. I'm here with Vivian Schutte, the Chief Executive Officer of Brookwood, a community for those with special needs, and we are discussing their educational, residential, and entrepreneurial community for adults with disabilities. So let's talk about your business and social enterprises at Brookwood. Oh, well, I think I've said at every segment. Now, that's my favorite question. (laughs) I love talking about that, you know, um, sitting and doing jigsaw puzzles or playing bingo or being entertained. is It's not that that's not you know, acceptable. However, we have found not only with our um, our citizens, but with our community members, which are what we call our staff, and just with people, that purpose right. is what we're really living for. And we believe that um, if you have a pulse, you have a purpose. And so um, work equals worth. In our world. And the um, ability to, quote, have a job and to then sit at Thanksgiving dinner table with others that are talking about their jobs and their paychecks is so important to dignity. And so instead of um, creating enterprises and then having adults with disabilities fit into the enterprises, we have a or the original group of people that needed Brookwood, we just said, what do they like to do? And three or four of them would not sit in a chair. And I know some of you parents that are listening and you've got young children and they're not sitting in circle and in groups right. and they're, don't worry, 
there are places, we call them the movers and the shakers. So if you're a mover and a shaker and not as great in fine motor, you can work in horticulture, moving plants or washing, you know, things or planting. We're growing, we're getting ready to plant, end of July, 48,000 poinsettias. Wow. And... Or you can work in our ceramic shop or our stone casting shop where we take a piece of clay and turn it into the most beautiful, beautiful um, piece of art you've ever seen. Or you can be a server in our cafe. We have a lot of visually cued instruction. I love your cafe. Oh, and the way that... Our citizens are able to be successful there using the icons that are on the back of a chair or in the middle of the centerpiece on the table. There's a plant stake to common, you know, cafe, you know, diners. It's just a beautiful table, white tablecloth. You know, our vision is to change the way the world thinks about adults with disabilities. And you're not going to do that if you have a cafe that serves spaghetti and meatballs. No. Our chef came from the Four Seasons in Maui. He went to the Culinary Institute of America, and he was a judge on the Iron Chef. Wow. So when you come to Brookwood Cafe and you're a person with Down syndrome or autism or Williams syndrome, you name it, or someone with a uh, mental illness, bipolar and they're serving you, expect creme brulee. Expect some of the finest culinary treats you've ever had. And then we have um, a retail store where um, our citizens can work. It's about a 15,000-square-foot retail store. It's beautiful. And I hope no one can ever find what I would consider a pity purchase. Oh, an adult with a disability made this, I'm going to buy it. No, it had better be as good as some, something in a, uh, in Neiman Marcus. Now, some of the people at Brookwood might do one thing on that product. Right. Their job might be just to put that sticker, but if you're changing the way the world thinks and trying to create this paradigm shift, we have a handbell choir. And my mother said, we're not going on the road till they can play in three octaves. We will be playing the national anthem on August the 22nd at the Houston Astros game in three octaves. Wow. <laughs> so just, well, I just encourage anyone, just... Whatever you do, do it beyond anyone's expectation. Yes. Well, I liked what you said about the interview process. And there was like someone like Maria, you would talk to them. Do you do you like to talk when you're working? Do you like to be quiet? Do you like to see something from the beginning to the end of the process? And you're looking at that. And absolutely. And each person is different. Um, We have. We have uh, Barbara Bush used to frequent Brookwood. She loved yes. to come. And, um, you know, most people be kind of 
grateful Barbara Bush was there, but oh no, not our citizens. I mean, they're born into the Secret Service. And Brody was one, and and one of our citizens who had been sheriff, director of security at Brookwood, really got to know Brody. So now he's a he 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 works undercover in the cafe, Uh (laughs) and he is Secret Service. And so, what is your loved one's interest? That's where we start. Right. And I love it when, you know, people come to the to the tour and, you know, the mere fact that you're there with your child or, you know, with Maria and Christina and Maria and Christina are not would not visit Brookwood to see if there's a facility where they can work. Oh, no. They are greeted. Well, hello. Are you looking for a job? And they usually, yeah, well, we are hiring. Yes. Oh, wow. And then the entire process, even though our application is about an inch and a half thick, okay, so it's not right. your typical application for Target, but it is an application. Yes. So then we, you'll fill out an application, of course, and the parents do, and then um, it's not, okay, you got in this facility for adults with special needs. No, congratulations, you got the job. Wow, awesome. Well, let's hold that and we'll continue on the other side. I'm Julie Ames and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860 The Answer. I'm here with Vivian Schutte, the Chief Executive Officer of Brookwood, a community for those with disabilities located near Houston, Texas. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. I'm here with Vivian Schutte, the Chief Executive Officer of Brookwood Community for Those with Disabilities, located near Houston, Texas. We are discussing all things about Brookwood. And Vivian, I wanted to ask you about the, I don't think we've actually described the facility. Well, first, it's not a facility, it's a town. That's true. It's a village. It is 485 acres, so it's actually the size of Williamsburg, Virginia. We have a chapel. We have nine uh, homes where families live with our citizens. We do not do shift work. We have um, young life leaders come with their wives and two children and pets, and then they live in the home with our citizens. And um, we have a fabulous, you know, recreational um, center. Think of it as a college campus. Um, We're really looking to have hippotherapy, um, but we don't usually use the word therapy. Right. Because, you know, we do extreme fitness at Brookwood. But um, it's it's a village, it's a town, and it's a place where... Humanity. I, I 
I had someone say, at Brookwood, you can discover the fullness of humanity through the transparent and authentic lives of your people. Well, you have so many activities. You have people bike, you have the pool, you have the basketball courts, you have your wonderful lunchroom cafeteria for the kids, not kids, young adults or adults. They're not all young anymore when they take a break. It's just amazing to me what you have and the thought that goes in because even the place settings, each place setting has a explains exactly what this person is supposed to eat and what if they have a bad moment, what to talk to them about. Yes, and you did mention they're not all young anymore. Yes. Um, We are one of the only places that we know that will take one of our loved ones through death. And um, I'd love it if one of the uh, hospice nurses that um, come to visit, they know good and well that they may not find the person that's in hospice because we believe so much in that dignity of work. The majority of our citizens, the day they die, are at work, at least surrounded by the people they love, the smells they are familiar with. So um, we have had to pioneer um, the the process of um, death uh, at Brookwood, and it's a it's a it's very tough, but we did not commit to parents that we will take care of your child oh until they get too difficult right no right. uh uh-uh. so that's yes. um, we're grateful to be yes. able to do well can you tell people and, about, oh I'm sorry oh go ahead I also no, you go ahead just to mention that um we do not believe that um anyone is rocking their newborn baby, praying they'll get into Brookwood community someday. And we believe not only in the neurologically diverse, but Brookwood is economically diverse. We do not take government money, but instead we give 1.3 million in tuition assistance. We do not want anyone who desires Brookwood to have money be the issue as to why they can't come. Yes. Well, you have your day program, and then you have the um, where they can live there. Residential, yes. We have nine homes, ranging. Some homes have four, and our inn has 34. Yes, and the inn is for people that need around-the-clock care. Well, you know, we don't... Um, put levelize anything everybody right. we believe in interdependence we're going to be celebrating the declaration of interdependence wow. but um but oh, yeah, wow hey guess what correct. vivian we're down to about 60 seconds can you let everyone know how that they can get more information about brookwood oh, yes our website www.brookwoodcommunity.org you can shop online we have to bring in $5.5 million from what the listeners are going to buy online or come visit us. If you want to start a Brookwood community in your area, 
That is our passion to help you, let you learn from our mistakes, because we've made a lot, but we're willing to share and mentor you through the process. Wow. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate all that you're doing, and I'm sure we'll be back to see you. (laughs) Well, I hope you will, and if you want more information, go online and get Everyone Has a Seed to Sow. My mother tells the story. Awesome. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860 The Answer. Please join us next Sunday afternoon at 1. Thank you for listening to the Special Needs Family Hour. If you've missed any part of today's program, you can get the podcast of this and every show at specialneedsfamilyhour.com. While there, please take advantage of the resources we've made available. And if you're so inclined, please support the advertisers that support this program. Special Needs Family Hour, Inc. is a nonprofit 501c3 organization. More than anything, just know that you are not alone. And we invite you to join us next Sunday at 1, only on AM 860. The Answer. The Answer.